calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's edition of The Flow. I am Doc Rock, your community manager. And I'm Katie Fox. Yay! Okay, so Case, we <laughs> successfully bodied this conference. We did. We're really excited <laughs> to be chatting today. If you're sitting here going, what conference? Because we've been to a lot, so maybe you're not keeping up with us. Every year we run a virtual event, usually two or three days, packed with speakers, packed with sponsors, great content, the community, all of it. This year, our topic was podcasting and the event was called Leap Into Podcasting. If you're listening and you're like, I missed that, had that on my calendar, didn't get to it. We will talk through how you can get access to the replay videos. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about what we learned, what our biggest takeaways were. Selfishly, these events and everything that we've been to are as much for us to learn from the amazing people that we get to hang out with as much as they are for you to learn. So, yes. so yeah, we have our takeaways. We'll share those too. Yes. And so <laughs> the cool things for me is not just the lessons learned from the people, because we have some fantastic speakers and mm -hmm. all this go around. It's also getting a chance to spend time with the Ecamp fam and get deeper, closer relationships with many of the people from the Ecamm fam, that that sets so well with you. And that is something that will stay forever. Like those things don't go away. You might forget how to adjust the camera. <laughs> You're not gonna forget hanging out with, you know, yeah, Keely or Michelle felt. or 
No. LD, LD is so much more than the shore rep, ladies and gentlemen. Let me explain it to you. Uh, Laura <laughs> Davidson, by the way. I'm checking. I'm double checking. When we were with Laura at People of Video, she she said in like a moment of, of weakness <laughs> that she hates when the shore logo is upside down in microphones, but we're okay. We're okay. We All right, it. check it out. I'm going to do one <laughs> anal thing for this show. I'm going to do this to you. Okay. And, We're and, not going to go over here, though, I feel what, like. No, so the only okay. reason for that is that it's less chance of crosstalk. Oh, yeah, there we go. All yeah. right. We're See? adjusting on the fly. People listening, we're See? moving our microphones yeah. so that they're not facing each other. It yeah. looks cooler, and it's helping with the audio. And I think it's, it's, it's very important that you have your short logo in the right direction. <laughs> and so I appreciate her comment, but I think it's funny because on the SM7B, you literally have to take it apart to flip it and... It's not hard, but it's also not easy. It's one of those things that's just fussy to get the lock rings in place. Yeah. So it is a challenge. Well, uh, anybody want, who's done it. <laughs> if you don't want your friends at Shure or Heil or uh, any, place. any of, the, any of yeah. the microphone companies to be angry at you, you should have their logo the right way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into our takeaways, I just wanted to swing by for like some uh, housekeeping stuff. So the first thing is if you joined us for... Actually, I'm looking at this and I'm wondering if this is the flow QR code. It is. Oh, okay. So this is the, <laughs> this is the flow QR code. So if you want to get episodes, they drop every single Tuesday. Last week's is not quite up yet, but it will be out soon. Yes. Scan this QR code if you are watching. Otherwise, if you're listening, go to flow.ecam.com and you'll be able to grab the next episode. Hit the subscribe button or the follow button wherever you're listening to podcasts. Do us a favor on that. And what I was trying to get to, <laughs> grab the wrong one first, is that we are talking today about Leap Into Podcasting. It was last week. So if you missed it, don't worry. You can grab replays if you swing over to merch, M-E-R-C-H dot E-C-A-M-M dot com. What you're going to want to grab is either this physical podcasting planner or we have a digital version if you don't want to wait. This is going to be filled with session outlines and notes, as well as a complete podcasting guide and planner with templates so that you can plan out and start your own podcast. It also comes with replay videos, not only from this past week's sessions, but last year's and the year before. So if you want to just be bombarded with every possible video on video production, live streaming, and podcasting, grab this guide, merch.ecam.com. The next question you're going to ask me, <laughs> I know it's coming, is, hey, Katie and Doc, I just bought the guide and I don't see the videos. I don't see a link for the videos yet. We are processing them as we speak. They will be up on Monday, October 10th. So if you're listening to this after October 10th, golden, you can buy the guide and you will immediately get access. If you already have it or it's still not quite October 10th, it just means it's coming soon. So you hang in there funny? with us. If I remember correctly, back in CB code, when you were done, it's 1010. Oh, there you go. It's 1010. So it makes sense, right? <laughs> but yes, I really am excited about our talk today because of the takeaways. And again, I am really happy for the people that are finding the flow as we're growing our tribe and people are getting into it. And if you, it's your first time tuning in, I just want to say the time to start your podcast is absolutely now. It's still not too late. There's a, a lot of opportunity. Imagine if... Uh, when somebody made a phone, everybody else told them it's too late to make a phone because everybody already has phones. They don't need a special phone. And Steve said, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and again, what we can't say enough is just start. So yes. don't don't wait until you have 
all of the gear and fancy things that you want. Don't wait until you have XYZ piece of software or you have blah, blah, blah. Put a line in the sand. We're starting on this date, whatever line it is that can keep you consistent and going. You are going to level up. You're going to get better. Even if you start with the most expensive, amazing gear out there. We started with, you know, we we started with a full studio full of gear. We do live streaming often. So it was easy, quote unquote, for us to start, but we're still getting better. I can tell you a funny story about that. I love cars. Cars are a big portion of my life. And I've always said, you know, I, I, I dream for the days where I get to have like a supercar. And then later on, I was like, nah, man, like buying cameras and microphones and stuff is way more fun. So I don't think I would ever spend that kind of money on a supercar. But I did have the benefit of babysitting a supercar for a long period of time. And it was a Ferrari 48 GTB Spider. It's basically a $450,000 car. You know what? I had to learn to drive. So <laughs> it's kind of funny because this is not like new. Like this was, you know, maybe six years ago. But... It drives differently. So even having the best possible car you can get, you still have to go back to the basics to learn how to drive it because it's not the same as even I have a pretty dope car, but it's not the same. So you will have to listen when you go rent a car. Every time you get a rent a car, especially if it's crappier than yours, you have to relearn how to drive. If you go get a rent a car and it's better than yours, you have to relearn how to drive. And there's some basic stuff. I mean, you fall back into it quickly. But just turning radiuses and how you lock and how you start, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's a difference. And I hadn't driven manual for a while. So that also is a little bit of a trip. So, (laughs) you know, it's a thing that don't worry about the gear per se. Have your basic skills down. And that's some of the stuff that we are teaching in this podcast. So, And I I honestly think that's one of at least my first takeaways. And it's something, again, we say almost every single week in almost every single show that Ecamm does. But what I heard all of our speakers, every single one say over and over again, it like kicked off almost every single session is you just have to start. And to take Doc's car love and analogy, it's real hard to drive somewhere if you don't put the key in the ignition <laughs> or you don't press the button that turns the I was car say, my on. Car don't have yeah. a key ignition, <laughs> exactly. but you know what it is. Yeah, but you you have to actually turn the car on. It's real difficult to drive a car that is parked. So you yeah. have to start it moving. That comfort and flow that you see come out of a Jared, that's my homie. He's freaked out before he starts every time. You don't see that. But if you watch Jared's show on YouTube videos or you just listen to it on the Hive podcast, he is right before the show freaking out. And then as soon as he starts, his calm kicks in. Hi, this is Jared Spinks and (laughs) welcome to the Hive podcast. And I'm like, what happened to the guy that was freaking out like three, four minutes ago? Like it just it really does happen. And even the best. uh, You guys might not believe this, but Tom Buck is a nervous wreck. Don't, oh, he's going to be mad at me that I told you. <laughs> but Tom Buck is a nervous wreck. You don't see that on camera. He brings it in really good as well. Yep. And just like super smooth with his delivery, super smooth with his uh, lessons and things like that. But it happens to the best of them. I've, se- I've worked in concerts. I've seen so many professional singers that you wouldn't think of that pace backstage. And then they come out and you would never know. They're just smooth as keg. Yeah, absolutely. That well, that was my that was my that first <laughs> That was my first takeaway, Doug. What was your first takeaway? My first takeaway 
is something that I actually say all the time, but I was, I almost felt validated to have another person say what I always say. Mm -hmm. And that is, you must define your purpose first. Once you have your purpose defined, most of the other excuses fall off like a a snake's, you know, shedding their skin or Mm -hmm. whatever. When you have a purpose, you won't freak out about tiny mistakes because you know that you're delivering something that is providing some value to another person and getting that is better. So here's a for instance, say my purpose is to go to the soup kitchen and feed the needy. Let's say in my chili, I didn't put as much salt as I normally put. I'm off by like a smidgen, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to win the Texas three alarm chili cook off, but to the homeboy that was like sleeping under the mailboxes around by the Costco, he don't care. He got three hots in the cot. Like he finally got like something to eat when it's cold out and he's hungry or whatever. So knowing that you're delivering that in run value of feeding someone in need, you got to get over your personal pride of I didn't exactly follow my Mima's recipe mm-hmm. for the chili. Mm-hmm. Same with your content. When you're delivering content of value and you're teaching people how to run their discord, the fact that you had a hiccup or the fact that you had this pimple right here on his nose at age 50 plus, like <laughs> who cares? Like that's not important. You're really saving somebody's uh, bacon, so to speak, in teaching the lesson that you were teaching. So I was happy to hear Esprit say that because it's something that I live by intent and purpose. I like hearing it reiterated from someone else too, because it reminds me that I'm in the right spot. You know what I love to sort of echo, and we'll call out other speakers as well, but Esprit did a really fantastic job and she kind of covered it really quickly as she did throughout the her whole, she, she had info to bring. She went really fast, but this point kind of went by quickly and I want to grab it and make sure that everyone really heard it or rehears it or hears it for the first time right now. She said, I don't particularly like being on camera. She yes, doesn't she like did say that. she doesn't like having the camera faced at her the way that Doc and I are have it right now. Katie still don't like it. I still don't love it, but I'm getting I'm getting more comfortable with it. But what she what she said was she didn't even let that come close to bothering her. Her response was, I know that I don't like that about myself, but I have value that I want to bring to people. And I know that video is impactful. So I've done an insane amount of research and I'm going to hire someone to animate me and I'm going to put that over top of my voice. Done. I'm still doing video. I'm doing it in the way that works for me and I'm hitting my goal. I know I need video. I know I need to create content. So I'm getting out there and I'm doing it in a unique way. Your unique way might be that you want an overhead camera on your hands and you're just showing your hands. Your unique way Maybe that we have, so one of my all-time favorite podcasts, I think I've called this them out on, a, on this show a bunch. It's called Obituary. Shout out to my friends, not really friends, fake friends that I think are friends who run Obituary. But they also don't want to be on video, but they started a TikTok channel because their fans and followers desperately want to spend time with them on TikTok. People want to know you. People want to know them. So they bought themselves puppets. I kid you not. They bought themselves puppets. And they are talking and hanging out as puppets on TikTok. It is wonderfully strange. It is absolutely them. And it works. And if you had told me, my favorite podcasters, 
are doing a puppet TikTok, I would have been like, hard pass. But it works for them. And instead of saying, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to hit the record button. They said, I'm going to do it in the way that makes me feel comfortable and gets the value and the content out to people. Doc is still giving a face. No, I'm cracking up laughing inside because there's there's an inside joke to that, Keely and Rich. Um, But yes. So I thought that was another kind of great point that Esprit brought up that she didn't even blink an eye. Her response was just like, I know I need to do video. I don't want the camera pointed at me, so I'm not, but I'm going to do the video. (laughs) Well, it's funny because when you think of the people like Terry Fader and I don't know why the other guy's name escapes me right now. They say all the heinous stuff that you're not allowed to say as comedians, but they do it through puppets and it's totally cool. Right. You know, so like uh, Walter and Ahmed and Peanut, I forgot Mm -hmm. that person's name is going to come to me later, but Terry Fader is another person that does it. The people that do the ventriloquism stuff, they always said the things that you can't say and did it through puppets, including Hanson. He did it through the Muppets because the regular community wasn't ready for some of the subject matters that they touched on. Right. So the Muppets were some of the first to get into some of the tensions of the late 60s and early 70s. And he did it through the puppets because it just came off differently. Right. Mm -hmm. So. It's kind of funny. The two the two old guys up in the booth, they were supposed to represent the establishment. And then Animal was supposed to represent like the hippie or whatever, you know? Yeah, it was really it was really cool how they did it. And even the thing with Kermit and Piggy, like you don't think about it, but they were touching on, you know, basically interracial couples at that mm-hmm. time. And it's funny now because none of the kids weren't picking up on it. And most of the adults didn't either. And so that's how they got away with it. And then later you look back and you go, uh, uh, oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I see what see. you did here. I see what you did there, right? So, yeah, straight gangster. I appreciate that. That was a good, that's a very good takeaway. If you do nothing else, just watching the spree session alone is worth <laughs> the cost of cookies because, yo, it was on point. It was on fire. A lot of value. I love one thing that she did that I, I don't want to count as my takeaway. Okay. Because <laughs> take, I want to take I, away point five. I want to be greedy. <laughs> I want to be greedy with these. She presented with a level of energy that I wish more people who did their stuff do, right? Lunchtime in Amesbury. <laughs> it's lunchtime in Amesbury. Um, that was kind of perfectly timed, by the way. For instance, like my people know when I get into one of my rants on my streams, like it's out there. It's, it's a lot of vibration popping off. And I love the way that she delivered that for that particular type of content. It really matched like you want to grab this. I like the fact that it's delivered so fast you don't have time to take notes because taking notes isn't necessarily really learning. Like absorbing and doing is really learning. Taking notes is something they taught us in school that was kind of overplayed. So I like the fact that she delivers it at a pace that you really just need to pay attention. You can go back and take notes if you wish. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, I have another one. Okay. My, and I think I did two in a row, so you, maybe you get two in a row then. <laughs> But my other one that I really liked and I didn't, I don't think I had really ever carefully thought about this, but Chris talked a lot in his session about the concept of hiring out, outsourcing, bringing on help. And I think this is something that people think I can't do that if I'm just getting started or I, you know, my podcast isn't big enough, or maybe I don't have, you know, a sponsor or I don't have someone else to be able to afford bringing on help. And I think what was really special about what Chris said is that 
think through what the various options are. And Jake actually touched a little, not intentionally, but he touched a little bit on this as well in his session, all about educational podcasting. Look around at what your options are, right? So in Chris's, he was talking about the idea of virtual assistants. There are tons of people that are, you know, in countries that are not the United States or Canada or the UK that have a ton to offer. They work on different time zones. so They can be working while you are sleeping or working away while you are focused on other things. They are more affordable without, you know, you necessarily needing to feel as though, you know, you're underpaying someone. You have the opportunity to really make a difference in someone's life. And that extra help is going to help you focus on what you do best, which is likely the creative part, the content part, and not likely the tech and the editing and all of that stuff that's getting in the way of you just starting your podcast. And what I wanted to say in the sort of Jake side of it is that Jake spoke a lot about he's doing educational podcasting. There's a whole school, but even if you're not an educational podcaster and are there teaching and helping students learn how to get into radio and video production and podcasting, those students still exist. They're probably in your family, in your neighborhood, at your local school. They can be high school aged all the way up to college age who, whether or not you're paying them or you're giving them experience or you're mentoring them, being able to have them involved in some way is going to be amazing for them as well as amazing for you. So no matter what size your podcast is, no matter what level you're at, having an extra set of hands, having someone else that you can bounce ideas off of and having someone else that can help take some of that weight off your shoulders is going to help you stay consistent and continue to create content. Correct. Now here's what's funny. I look at some of our top creators in our circle, right? Kirk, Marshall, Walter, Alicio, and there's one other that is Keith. <laughs> I could hide you miss Keith. Sean Cannell even, they all started doing their AV in church when they're like kids and they're some of the better creators now. So a lot of our people come from those type of communities or other communities, similarly large communities. And like, how would you not reach into your community and say anybody any good at editing, anybody any good at filming, you know, taking pictures, whatever, like it fully exists. Yeah. Right. Even even one of our you know guys, Linwell, like Linwell is a photographer, but he started his photography by helping his dad out do stuff at church. So in your organizations you have in University of Hawaii, we actually have a media school. We have some creators that are from the TV space that now teach you know, into the university. So I can get, you know, those sort of tech video interns like a dime a dozen, like they're literally just down the street at the uni. So you're right. That is a very good one to look into. The last one that I mentioned and somebody said they never thought of it, but when we had our t-shirt company, I wanted a style that was sort of tattoo artist style. Yep. And my friends that were tattoo artists were all either too busy or just weren't ready to create their stuff to go on T-shirts because it somewhat takes away their artwork. So they thought this is before Ed Harvey and Christian Adagia or whatever the heck you say his name is, became popular for selling tattoo T-shirts. Then they all wanted to dive in. So I was like, where do you find the most epic tattoo artists that are trying to do some good? Prison. So the wood shop is literally down the street from the prison. So I called on the phone and I was like, hey, do you guys have an art program? Yes. Uh, do you have guys that are on their way out that need some training into society? Yes. So I found an amazing artist. His goal was to get out of prison and start a tattoo shop. It's like kind of perfect. So he designed T-shirts for us. We were able to A, cover his rehab stuff. 
The state paid us to teach him how to be a normal person. So I got paid to have a tattoo artist draw shirts for my T-shirt company where I'm going to sell 500 shirts and make that look. Uh, hello? So, yeah, it exists. You can get help easily. All right, what's your... I, I just did, I think, two in a row. So what's your next takeaway? I, I think another fantastic takeaway probably came from Ian's session and it made me even rethink some of this stuff about how we do the flow because I remember being a guest on Ian's thing and I thought Ian's checklist for the guest and Ian's checklist for his process is so well done. And the funny thing is Ian spoke, Sally spoke and Kirk spoke and so did Jeff and Grace. Yeah, a lot of comments about um, I've been a guests. guest on every one of their shows <laughs> and their flow slightly different, but very detailed. So last night I sat down and rewrote the process for the flow. Mm -hmm. I rewrote the flow for the flow <laughs> because I had an opportunity to sort of see back in my in my memory, if you will, that when it's dialed in a little bit better, you eliminate some of the things that can go chaotic. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to uh, refining the process. Oh my God, I almost said Achilles here. Uh, <laughs> defining the process. <laughs> Again, redefining the process. Don't be afraid to adjust the process as you learn. And so here we are, popping episode nine, by the way, which is quite amazing because that means we completely passed the seven episode pod fade. And uh, yeah, like here I am tweaking the process. So I think that was dope. And again, it's just reminders that you're getting from the people that we know and love. And I think it makes it better because you're kind of like learning from your friends. Yeah. I mean, Jeff and Grace had a really, it was kind of them to actually display their entire Google. They use a Google doc and they have everything outlined in that doc. And I will say that same as you, I think I've been on everyone's show that talked about guests and you do notice the difference. I, like Ian, am a recovering perfectionist. And there is no, there's no worse feeling than when you're a guest being like, uh, I, you know, I have this meeting invite that says I'm supposed to be on this podcast, but I don't know what, like, other than the time and this link, I don't know, is it a video a podcast? Is it an audio podcast? Is it shot in front of a live audience? What kind of topics are we talking about? You know, maybe you're multifaceted. I get asked questions about, you know, our podcast, Ecamm, some of the stuff that I do just from a marketing standpoint, women in technology, like there's a bunch of different topics that tend to come up and not having any of that information adds a level of stress onto your guests that's unnecessary. And you can remove that by having a really set process. It'll also make it easier for you. You'll be way more efficient. Literally just duplicate it. Grace was like, I don't change this at all. I send the same email out to every single guest and it has the same information in it. Do it once and just keep repeating it. It's the same as doing a podcast. Yes. Do it one, do, have the same setup and just keep showing up and repeating it. So yeah, I thought that was a good- it, Well, and then the more you repeat it, the more natural it becomes, right? Yep. And you start to get that, <laughs> that flow. <laughs> so that's why we call this show The Flow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just stuck because I was just about to come out and say, wait, that's going to be cheesy, but it's not no. cheesy because that's why it's called what it's called, right? Yeah. Exactly. It. You do start to get that flow. And so um, not to be confused with the insurance lady. Just saying. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, I, I really think that getting your guests work together, even if you don't have guests, right? 
practice with people in your house. Practice yourself being a guest on someone else's show because different takeaway, but same takeaway. What an excellent way to expand your show. Be a guest on other people's show. And then that sort of helps get you out there from the brand perspective. Yeah, and that's actually an amazing point that Kirk brought up that I think is really important for everyone to hear. He said that he went on a guest podcast tour. Like yes. he intentionally We're on the tour with a mic in my hand. Sorry. <laughs> he intentionally was like before I do this, he was talking all about failure. He's like I had failed at, at getting started with live shows, at getting started with podcasts. I had failed a bunch of times and I wanted to try again. I wanted to pick myself back up, but I knew that before I did that, I needed to put myself out there and know what it was like to be on all of these different shows. And every single show that he did, every single show that he was a guest on helped give him ideas of what he liked or didn't like, what process worked or didn't work, what things that he would take from that in order to build out his show. So at the end of his tour of all of these different shows that he was on, not only did he know what he wanted his guest experience to be like, but everyone knew who he was. He had been on every single show out there. So it's a really smart thing to do from a variety of different standpoints. You know, if you're really struggling with, you know, I don't know, you know, how to just get started, or I don't know exactly what this show is going to look like, or, you know, how it's going to come, but I know what the content I want and the value I want to get out to people work your network. Start by taking a look at who your people are that you can reach out to and ask to be a guest. Almost, I have yet to be told no. I ask everyone if I can be a guest on their show. I have yet Correct. to be told no. Correct. And uh, going back to something we talked about before, we learned before, a great place to look for those guests. If your goal is, it's funny because I was a guest on his show now that I think about it. <laughs> if your goal is to get to be a guest on, say, Pat Flynn's oh, show. Oh, shout out to Pat Flynn. Then <laughs> you want to start with some of his lower tier people, right? So I was actually a guest on Caleb's show, and Caleb is Pat's editor slash assistant, mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to attempt to pronounce Caleb's last name, <laughs> but and just Caleb W, if you will. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, you don't just like, oh, I want to be on Pat's show and reach for the top. Go to the moderators or the admins or the people that support that channel. So like, for instance, I don't know if you, this is a weird example, but if you wanted to be a guest on our show, why not start with, uh, say, Paul or, or, or Keely or Luis or somebody and then let us find you and see how dope you are. And like, oh, we need to get that person on Ecamm. Neither one of us knew who Emily D. Baker was prior to POV, but we all left POV going, this chick is on point like she is the business i can't wait to to have her on the show and bring some of that energy and knowledge that she has so that's how you get on the radar you know and it's funny because luis and i met each other through talking to the people who were surrounding nick and then mm -hmm. then from being in the chat constantly talking to each other in there one day nick just calls me up and is like hey you want to be on D's show. So I, even for me, I've been a, a co-conspirator with D and a lot of the other sort of top YouTubers. And it just comes from being available in their circles and answering questions and 
sort of how I got this job now I think about it <laughs> so <laughs> you, yeah you gotta put yourself you gotta out put there yourself and, out and then there. be good don't go straight to promoting right you gotta just be helpful and if you're helpful enough like you'll get seen like you don't have to jump up and down me 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 that's kind of irritating actually Forgive me, because this is not a not a great thing to say as a takeaway. I can't remember which speaker said this. Maybe Doc can remind me, and then it can be an official takeaway. But one of our speakers, maybe even two, were like, you have no business starting a podcast or a live show if you do not consume podcasts or live shows. So step one, find what your favorite podcasts or live shows are. If your podcast has a live stream or they do a special video pop-up live stream, or there's a way that you can get in front of them in their community space, do that. But yes. don't just show up and say, Hey, hi, I I'm watching from Amesbury, Massachusetts. Show up and, and ask questions, show up and answer other people's questions in the chat. The more that you show up and interact with them, the more that you're going to see what it is you love about that show and what tips you can pick up from it. But also people who are actually producing that content, the people you love, your favorite podcast or your favorite show host, they see you in the comments every single week. They see you help saving them time, helping yes. their people. They, you know, that is how we've gotten to know a ton of people in the Look Ecamm family. Right? Like they're yeah. answering questions and giving the links and, you know, sharing the info before it's sold. So here's a key takeaway also if you're going to listen to a podcast, number one, do them a favor and send that review. That is oh, really important. Yeah. You're actually being a good podcast citizen when you give that review, yeah. give that feedback. Another thing is don't give superlative feedback. And what do I mean by that? This is a conversation I have with my people a lot. And it's funny because I was talking about it and then Katie was like, hey, I might do that. I try not to give a this is fire comment. What's fire? <laughs> yeah. In the context at the time, the person understands what you mean. Mm -hmm. If they don't get to go back and watch the replay or for the other people who come to watch the replay later, they have no context of what you're talking about. So this is fire. I really appreciate the way you said that you can often find many of the materials that you need to study your next practice in the library. That is a fantastic takeaway. Reminds me to update my library card. That is feedback. Yeah. This is fire with 57 fire emojis is you <laughs> trying to be seen in the comment. Yeah. And I know that sounds a little bit and you might not realize you do that. Reality is the back of your brain is going, I need people to know that I'm here and I'm being relevant, but it's not relevant and it's not helpful to the greater community. Add some context to your superlatives. Yeah. Or if, you, if you're not sure what context to add to your superlatives and you really want to be able to contribute to the feed or, or send something through, quote them. Whatever yes. you said, whatever they said that related to you or, or set you on fire or got you really excited about that, put it in a quote and then put the fire emoji at the That's end. Put in a quote thing. and put the That's, heart at the end. You know, that was like, a yeah. Katie-er way of saying what I just tried to say, but yes, exactly. That works as well. Re repeat what Doc says and then put you the fire emoji. You know who does emoji. that really well? Uh, one of our uh, viewers, listeners, friends, family, all of the above, <laughs> uh, Dina of Silver Lining Home Place, mm -hmm. she will quote the things. Uh, Felicia also will quote the things and then put stuff after it. That's very helpful, not only to you, because you typed it, it's stuck in your head deeper. Yeah. Right? But you also shared it with other people who might pop in late or are watching the replay if the replay chat's available, things like that. Yeah. So I like that. That is actually, a, that's a, a takeaway. A takeaway. Take that. that was a good takeaway. Take that away. <laughs>
Well, we're, I think we've done more than three. So we've checked, we checked sure the boxes. We <laughs> I'm watching the time today, but any others that are hugely important or things that were really impactful for you? There was another one that was really important. And of course, as I say that, my brain kind of like is wrapped around this a little bit, but it has to do with something that we're always going to talk about. We're always going to talk about like trying to shake the perfection Mm. and just get it out there and just let it happen. Like you're never going to get any better if you don't do it. Right. And I know this sounds cliche and I know it gets old hearing it again. But one of my favorite ones is it is absolutely impossible for you to walk to the kitchen to get a bucket of ice cream without the first step and then the second and then the third. Right. There's just no way to do it. Well, unless you have a motorized chair, (laughs) but you still have to move like it requires action. It requires just as much action for you to make an excuse or tell everybody why you can't do something as it does to do it. And that's something that my dad used to say all the time. And he's like, the amount of work you spent trying not to do the dishes, you could have just did the dishes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And did it make sense back then, but it makes sense now. And I think a lot of times you just need to dig in. For instance, you know, somebody was talking about recording on your phone. Yeah. Like, please, 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 please do not record on your phone. I think that was Ash. But if you have like a Shure MVI and a good microphone, you can record on your phone. So you can put the things in place to make it happen. But know for all of the things that you don't want to do, there are shortcuts. Some of those shortcuts are going to cost you. Yeah. Right. There's no way to do it without the paid shortcut without actually putting in the work. So it's okay to have those tools and to close it out. What was said by Esprit is your software and your equipment are your co-producers. Oh yeah. Are part of your team. They're part of your team. They're your co-producers. I wrote that one down. (laughs) So yes, you know, I get it. Alphonic costs a thing, but it fixes a whole lot of the stuff that you're worried about, about having a bad mic. Right. Canva costs a thing, but it covers a lot for promoting clean, nice looking, beautiful graphics without you having to be me or Marshall or some other designer. That's the main takeaway is that your software and your equipment are your teammates. And just like in the pros, you get a new quarterback when you're ready for a better one. So you can start with the one you got because you can't start the game without one, (laughs) but you can always get a better one. And then get a better one. You could be the Raiders and try to hurt two of them, not knowing that the third place guy named Tom Brady would turn out to be the GOAT. We should have left Drew Bledsoe on the field. What the heck were we thinking? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I did like that comment a lot because I think that sometimes we're hesitant. We take on too much or we're hesitant to to pass that off and it seems like it might be expensive or it seems like, but if that is what you're trying to accomplish, you need those teammates. (laughs) You You need a little bit of help. It's okay to need a little bit of help. Prime example. I, I covered $15 a month for camera just today because I realized that the stuff that we're putting the replays together for you guys, I needed the thumbnails. So I would have had to call you and then call somebody else. and be like, Anybody know what the thumbnails are? Whatever. I just opened camera. They're all in there. I'm able to download all 39 thumbnails and update them on the fly without bugging anybody. So that mission took so much shorter. Yeah, that's worth it. To that time alone is money. was worth the 15 bucks because <laughs> it would have taken me way more than an hour to try to track this stuff down. Yeah. And like even the people at Jack in the Box are at 15 bucks an hour. So yeah. I literally covered it. Like literally Canva is a is one hour of minimum wage for many places. 
Yep. So I think people need to get over that and sort of how much is your time worth? Because there are the same ones that will complain about how this is hard because they don't have enough time. Yeah. All right. We did it. We did it. We talked through all the takeaways. We did not mention all of our speakers. So once again, huge thank you to each and every single one of our speakers who all brought the fire emoji to our (laughs) virtual event. If you missed it, uh, or if you were only able to catch some of the sessions, we mentioned it before. Haley put it on screen for everyone who is watching, but we'll talk through for if you are not. You can get the replays at merch, M-E-R-C-H dot ecam ecamm.com. When you grab a guide, either a digital or physical guide, you get the guide to help walk you through it. You literally fill it out, fill out your notes in the guide. They will help you. And then on October 10, we will drop the link to our portal, which will include this year's sessions, last year's sessions, and sessions from 2020. That's over a hundred videos. A lot. So it's a lot. It's going to take you a long time to work I your know, way all the way through. It took me a long time to upload. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's going to take a long time. But you know what? It's okay because they will be there to help you throughout. When you have questions, you can search, you can find the videos that you need, and then you'll know the people. And we challenge all of you always when you tune into any of our shows or watch our content, if it resonated with you, find those people. All of those people have live shows, they have podcasts, they have courses they are coaches they are in the ecamm community they're on the discord they they exist so you can reach them and talk to them and become a member of their community or their space as well we we learn together we learn better together so really spend the time learning collaboratively and hitting that record button i give you a challenge to go to find the song 43 podcast i am loving this podcast. i'm loving it too and the reason why i give you the challenge is because Laura works for sure. She has access to all the microphones in the world. I want you to listen to those episodes and report back to me next week of which ones you can figure out that she recorded on her iPhone in the bathroom or even in the plane. Okay? (laughs) She has recorded podcasts in the plane with that, and you will not know. Okay? And I think that is the part of the challenge. And if you can find that, then I'll double check your answer. And then they'll prove to you that it's not only about the equipment, because although she has access to everything, a lot of them, she says, she recorded just as rugged as possible. And she, who is like one of the smartest people I have ever talked to, constantly hey. tells me, I said I'm, one I'm of. Joking. I'm <laughs> I said one of. She tells me all the time, she's like, are you sure that like you're really enjoying listening to like she doesn't believe that I like oh this my podcast God, it's so good so if you're sitting out there and you're like I don't know what value I have to bring or I don't know if anyone's gonna listen to my podcast or you know I only have a couple of listeners right now Laura Davidson from sure felt the exact same way her podcast is brilliant it's literally 15 minutes long each episode so it's completely easy it's a great driver listen, shower listen yeah, to listen yeah. to and she also has moments where she does not feel as though she's good enough or she does not feel as though she's smart enough or she doesn't feel as though. so get past that Laura did we did I did we're all getting past that get past that and share the content that you have yes so dope all right so make sure if you have any questions comments feedback please send them to flow at ecamm.com if you are first time listening to this please subscribe you can subscribe on the website at or no. flow.ecamm.com I'm sorry one of, these, one of these days my brain will catch up to my face 
And then lastly, of course, if you enjoy this, please do, like I say, for any podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, it really does help make a difference. And the other thing that you can do is share it with someone like half the podcast you listen to right now. Somebody else say, hey, you should check this out, yep. which is why I listen to obituary now. <laughs> it's the best. So crazy, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang, it's time for the Q&A session. Oh. If you want to make sure that you have an opportunity to participate in the Q&A session, then every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, you can watch us over on YouTube on the Ecamm Live channel on YouTube. So. And if you can't make it live, we have an email address, flow at ecamm.com. We also have a volley, which I'll get a code so we can start actually promoting it next week. But volley will let you send a, a video on your own time. Just record a quick video on your phone or on your desktop, shoot it over to us, and we will grab that video, feature your question on the podcast, and answer you. It's Magic. Yes, it's magic. <laughs> Thank you guys. We appreciate you. Aloha and let's go with the flow. See you next week. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.